Do you want to see God? We all do. We see God in the Word. We see God when we see Jesus, and we come to know Him through His Word. And one of the ways that we see God, too, is see, we see God through others. And so when someone is filled with the Holy Spirit and knows Jesus, and they live the way that Jesus wants us to live, they see Jesus in them, and they experience Him. That's what we're talking about. And I don't want to go any further so you don't miss this. Because it's something that's happening right now in the midst of our congregation. It is beautiful. It's acts of love that are happening right now in our congregation. And it's because of those acts of love by various people in this church that people that were outside the faith don't know who Jesus is, have come to experience and come to know God and see God through others. And so you're thinking, what did I do? I just want to share one example so that you do not miss this opportunity. That when people see us, when we're filled by God, they get to see Jesus in a whole new and beautiful way. Amen? So here I want to share that with you. So I just want them to come up so you can see them. This is just a couple of people, and I'll share a little bit of the story, not a whole lot, just a little bit of that. So, um, so, so Kathy, Kathy Pauline, are you here? Come on up here for a second. Don Tomfer, is he here? Don over here? Come on up here. So I'm not going to have them. I'm just going to, because I didn't prepare them for this. I just want you to see these two <laughs> wonderful people here. And, and it's better than me just sometimes just going like this, wah, talking. So you can see this in action. The whole point is this, that we see God in others. And there are people in this world, did you know in Portland, that don't know God and some people that don't even want to know God but through our actions, get to see God at work. And it's beautiful when you see it in action. Yeah, all right, I'll keep on talking. I was thinking that God was getting my attention by a beeping or something. So here, so we have a family in our church that were baptized about, I don't know, about five weeks ago, I think it was. And it was the Cramblets. And this, church, this family was adopted through the Lydia Circle, the women that come together on a Tuesday morning Bible study. They adopted this family so they could care to the needs of this veteran that was injured during the war. But he also, during that time, he also has cancer. And so our family of faith through the Lydia Circle has been loving on this family. And as, um, as we've seen him get sicker and sicker and sicker, we've noticed that John has come to know who Jesus is. And Terry, his wife, has come to know Jesus, and they were baptized. But it continues to go out. So now the family are coming to know the love of Jesus through others in our church by being present. And it's so powerful. It's so good. And so Kathy and others have been praying for this family, continuing to pray, and then Kathy and, and Rosemary and others go to their house and just love on them. And Don has been going over there and just loving on them. 
And it could be a pretty scary place because in this home, there is a man, John, he's, he's not well. He's got cancer. He doesn't know how long he's going to live. And it's so scary for the family. And these two and others come into their house in a very scary atmosphere for a lot of people and are there present with them and loving on them. And guess who they get to see besides them? They get to see Jesus. And it's beautiful. And that's a sermon right there. And it's happening right now. And here's this family that is scared. They're fearful. They don't know what to do. And you have these two and others and others praying for them. They come in, they're just present. And sharing the hope and the good news of Jesus. And it's sticking. And I praise God for that. Yeah, so, 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 thanks, so thanks for coming up. Amen. Amen. Good with that. Good. So, so this morning you're going to hear a word in the gospel. It's Matthew, excuse me, it's Mark chapter 5, and it's a story that many of you have heard before. As we go through the verses today, I want you to see our God in full force confronting big fears. And then seeing the result of this God who confronts fear head on and how it has an effect on the people of that time and what happens from there. And so with that, I invite you to stand as we hear this gospel message from Mark chapter 5, starting with the first verse, and you'll see it on the screen. So, before we get to verse 1, I want you to know what happened because context is pretty important. So, before this occurred, Jesus, with his disciples, were crossing the lake, uh, the uh, Sea of Galilee. And as they were going around, the water got rough and the winds picked up and Jesus was sleeping in the boat and they woke him up and then Jesus, in a word, says, stop it! And the sea and the winds were calm. And they were amazed at his power as he rebuked the winds and the waves. 
And then he comes onto the southeast shore of Lake Gal- the Sea of Galilee on that lake. And as he comes, this is where we start, start off. But it's after that event. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an unpure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons of his feet, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want from me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. And a large herd of pigs were feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. And those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and, and the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came into Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed And in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus. Interesting. They began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him, and Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so the man went away, began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. And this is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be Please be seated. Okay, so raise your hand if you've heard that story before. I assumed that that would be the truth. It's in three of the four Gospels, so you hear it over and over from the different accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, not John, but the Gospels, three of the four, and we hear this story told. We hear about Jesus doing this incredible miracle Now, it's interesting, this is known as the miracle with the Gentiles, because on this side of the lake, on the southeastern shore, was Gentile country, non-Jew, non-Hebrew, they come in. And so Jesus went really outside his domain, and he came to a different people, and he came to do this incredible miracle and met with these people. And what was even more dramatic was... The man that was healed of this demon possession 
went all through the Decapolis, the 10 cities of Rome outside, you know, the whole region out there, and went into the Jordan countryside, and they heard this news about God in, in, in Jesus Christ, and they came to know of his power through the first Gentile evangelist. So with that, we hear this great story. And there, there has been some, uh, there's been some conversation about where this actually took place because it says this in verse one. So you see in verse one, put, this, put it on the screen there. It says, they went across to, the, to the, the lake, to the region of the Gerasenes. Well, commentators and theologians are trying to figure exactly where this spot was because in the hill country above in the Jordan area, which we happened to, John, did you know that? We went into that region. We were in Israel when we took a trip, and then we were in the Jordan region, which is east of the Jordan, and then down south, and we were in all those areas like Jerash and Ammon and kept on going down further in that area. So we were in this region that we know that the lives of these people were touched with the ministry of Jesus. It's amazing. We got to be there. Remember, any of you who went to Israel with me? Remember that? Remember the, the columns that we saw in Jerash? And all? It was just amazing. So here's what's taking place, but they don't know exactly where it's taking place because some people say, well, maybe it was up there in the hill country where Jerash was, or it was in that area when there's another region that was a little bit close to the water. And then they think that it probably was in this, this community right on the water where there's a high cliffside that they don't exactly know where it's located. And that's where many of them found that this probably was. It's right on that southern eastern corner of the Sea of Galilee where there's a big hillside and cliff where they could see the pigs coming off that hillside and dropping into the water. So it's inconclusive exactly where it was, but so cool is that I was in that same region. And I was looking for the man in the tombs. And what's so cool is if you have an opportunity, that's what's so good about going to Israel and go to Jordan, going to that region. You get to see it. You get to smell it. You get to feel it. You get to sense it. And there's nothing like it. And so here, we don't exactly know exactly the location, but it's that southern eastern shore. And then as we go on, it says, when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an unpure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. And here's the lesson, uh, one of the lessons I want to share with you. All of us have fears. I want you to think in your mind right now, and you can write it down. You don't have to. You probably don't even have to write that down. Think of what are the things you're afraid of. Think of those fears that you have right now. Maybe they're so secret and they're, they're things that, are so embarrassing you don't even want to state it. Or you think you're so insecure about it you just don't want to state it. But you know what they are. And notice what Jesus did. He didn't stay in the boat. He got out of the boat. And he's already dealt with some major fears, didn't he? There was wind and wave and water and then there's this wayward man. Wind, wave, water, and a wayward man coming to him. And Jesus didn't stay in the boat. He got out 
And this man, this wayward man was chasing him as we find out this, this person was coming toward him. Could you imagine? What about you? What would you be doing at this time? We hear about this and there's quite a, a list of what it says. There's two or three verses just describing who this man is to give us a sense of this is a fearful situation here. So look what scripture says. A man with an impure spirit came toward the tomb, from the tomb to meet him. So he's crazy. You know what's really popular right now in, in shows? Many, many of you know what they are. They're, they're those, those guys that look like their skin has fallen off, right? And they're trying to, they're trying to kill you. You know what shows those are? The Walking Dead. Any of you? Maybe you didn't want to raise your hand if you watched that show. <laughs> but yeah, I know when I was reading this again today, I was just thinking of some of these shows, The Walking Dead just coming, trying to grab you. Fearful, for sure. Oh, this man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him, not even a chain, for they had been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chain apart and broke the iron feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. And night and day, so there's several verses that talk about this, night and day among the tombs and in the hill country, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Fearful situation here. Okay, I give you time to think. What are some common fears that we have? Tell me, come on, share with them. Share with me some. Speak it out. It's okay, we're in a safe place. Loss of family. So one of the things that we've already spoken about is just the fear, the fear of death or just loss. And sometimes that can shackle us and hold us in bondage because we're so fearful of that. What else? What are some common fears out there? Mental health. So we think of mental health here in this picture. Something's going on here, right? Demon possessed, mental health issues. Very hard. Did you know a lot of times when you see someone that's really having struggles with mental health, you notice how our society has a tendency to isolate them? That's what's going on here. There was isolation going on. We'll just leave them to the tombs. We'll leave them. What was another one? What did I hear? Rejection, yes, being rejected, workplace, failure, all those would fit into real fears that we would have that have a tendency to get us all bound up. And we have this Jesus that encounters fears, really big ones here, that translate in our life. What, how about a few more? Anybody else? Medical problems. Things that are real, not imagined, but real. That are very difficult. What are we going to do when we, do, we have all these medical issues going on? And we go on and on, right? With the different fears that we have. And we have Jesus that got out of the boat, being our God, marches as someone's coming at him. And there was no fear because we know that the love of God casts out all fears. And we know that's what Jesus was doing. Verse 6, we see verse 6 come on the screen. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. Who's in control here? 
He shouted from the top of his voice, which I won't do right now. What do you want from me, Jesus, son of the most high God? He knew who he was. In God's name, don't torture me. Leave me alone. Get out of here. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. And then Jesus went further and not only did he know this was an impure spirit, it was a possession of the demon. He now asked him, what is your name? And the name is Legion, many, many demons. And we find out later in the story, we know there's many because they went into the pigs. And how many were there in the story? 2,000 rushing down and into the sea. So there's many. And we think of the fears. Name your fear. I think of when I read this, I'm thinking, what are the fears that I have in my heart? And Jesus announced it. What is your name? And I'm thinking, what is the name of my fears that I hold on to? What am I afraid of? What are the consequences that I'm afraid of? Naming it. So today in prayer, so you don't name it, so you, some of us will get embarrassed by our fears, name it before the Lord. Name it. Bring it to God. What do we hear in the rest of the story? It says, my name is Legion, it said. We are many. And he begged Jesus again not to send them out of the area. Next verse, verse 10. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. And he gave them what? Who's in control, people? Jesus is in control, fully in control here. Jesus allowed this to happen. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank and into the lake and were drowned. You know, often it's the animal lovers, and, well, we many have a lot of animal lovers in here, right? And so a lot of people don't like this story. And they'll think things about God saying God doesn't love animals because of the story. It's amazing what people say when it comes to this story. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside and the people went out to see what had happened. And here now we hear the response, right, from the people. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right man, in his right mind, and they were glad. They were so happy for him. They were filled with joy and excited for Jesus to be with them, right? What do they say? It was almost as if it was like the reverse casting out of demons. Get out of here, Jesus. We don't want you here, Jesus. You're messing with our economy. You're messing with our minds and our hearts. You're making us feel uncomfortable. Get out of here. And so we hear what's going on. And what I want to say to you, hang in there. When we bring Jesus to people through love, people might have a big question mark and saying, what are you doing? What is your story? What's your agenda? What is going on here? Probably the same thing the Cramblets have been saying to this church. What on earth are you doing? Why? But hang in there. We see our church continuing to pray for them. We see Kathy 
and Rosemary and Don continuing to visit and being present with them, and they capture that there's something much grander going on that's way bigger than their fears. Ushering in the presence of God right in their midst, in their home, casting out fear by their very presence in the name of Jesus. It's beautiful. Next verse. Those who had seen it told the people who had happened, what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. You know, do you think there's people in, in Portland that just want us to leave? Isn't there part of us to say, I wish I could just leave and make a, a cave, a fortress, and just do life that I want to and not have to worry about anybody else that doesn't believe what I believe? But God continues to send us out with what? Love into this world that do not understand and that we do acts of mercy and kindness in the name of Jesus that they may come. It takes a while. It takes a while. But keep going. And as Jesus was getting in the boat, a man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. He wanted to go with him. His life was changed. I could imagine he would be an incredible evangelist with Jesus. What a story he could tell as he goes back onto the other side into the land of the Jews and the Hebrews. What a story he could tell. But listen what he says. No, I'm not taking you as one of my evangelists. No, he says this. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so the man was obedient. And he went away and began to tell him the Decapolis, the 10 cities that were basically all controlled by Rome, all in that Jordan region, all in that southern, that southeastern uh, area of the Sea of Galilee and further down. And he told about how much Jesus had done for him. And they were amazed. Do you think there are people today, there right now, that have lived there and know that story from generation to generation. They live there. They know this story. It's been effective, and there's Christians there to this day. Praise God. So as you go forth today, I want you to get this down. As it's, it's such an important word for me to hear. What are your fears? I got them just like you do. And what do you do? Name them. And after you name them, what do you do? Give them to Jesus. Give them to Jesus. Lord, I am really struggling with this. I am afraid. I'm scared to death about this. This is right on my doorstep. What do I do? Calling out to God. Give it to Jesus. For he is the one that will cast out all fears. He'll walk with you with his presence. And ah, here's the good news that goes with that. As a church, as a people, as individuals, we go out from this place, not staying within the walls of a church building, but going out to those people through the confidence and the love and the mercy and the grace of our God, entering into those fearful experiences of life that people experience and bringing them the love and the presence of Jesus. And by your time, your persistence, God gets through. Don't let go. 
Don't give up because we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord and that the love of God casts out all fear. Do you believe it? I do. So be strong and courageous for the Lord goes with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, go with us the rest of this morning. May we live for you this day.